Uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, getting you ready for uh, Sweet 16. And we'll go out to, we'll go out way out west um, where the Texas Tech Red Raiders are getting ready to go late broadcast tonight. And a man who's been in a lot of arenas lately, uh, it is Chris Level. And uh, Chris, I hear stuff in the background, but the good news is no national anthem. We did have that happen. I believe that was before the uh, the uh, the Texas game earlier this year. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? Great to have you back. How are you feeling about this thing? You've been uh, certainly a couple of times under Chris Beard this deep in the NCAA tournament. Does it feel a lot different, or not that different to to be doing this with uh, Mark Adams at the helm? Yeah, Matt. I mean, I, I, I think it, it, it does feel a bit different, but it's also, I mean, this is your third Sweet 16 in the last, what, four tournaments, and you, you just hope that, that people are following this thing and they're close to it don't don't necessarily get uh, get spoiled by it because it's hard to get to this point. We, we all know that. I mean, it, it's hard to win games in these tournaments and, and advance, uh, but it, it's been, you know, I don't know what the expectations ultimately were for, for Mark coming into year one, but I would say that for the most part, he has to have exceeded most everybody's uh, finishing where he did in the league and then now being in the Sweet 16. And, and at this point, it's not, now it's time for you to get greedy a little bit if you can uh, because see how long you can, you can stay around because uh, you have a monumental task uh, tonight and would potentially have another one on, on Saturday, but uh, it, it's been fun. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun, been a lot of drama around this program all season, and we'll see if they can keep it going. Does Adams, do you, do you sense, um, I mean, this is quite a matchup, as you said. Do you sense that he's kind of, is, is does he seem any different at all, or does he seem like the same old uh, Mark Adams? I mean, this is rarefied air, and uh, I, I, think, I think the thing that people love about him is that he doesn't, he, he, you know, he doesn't try to like see himself like, oh my gosh, I'm now one of these great, you know, coaches. He he's kind of having fun with this whole thing, and uh, I I got to say, Chris, the the makeup of this team is fascinating to me. With seven transfers in fly, five players back, was there a game like in non-conference or whatever when when you thought, man, this thing could be special? Like what was the what was the earliest point in the season where this team started to grab your attention? Probably Tennessee, uh, that game in the Garden, uh, because you 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 were terrible on offense. Tennessee was as well, but you you played such good defense, and I think that's where and with all the new pieces, it, it, that that was Mark's task. We know what his identity wants to be. But it's, it's not necessarily easy to get guys to do this and to buy into defense and taking charges. It's all the, it's all the non-fun stuff about basketball. Everybody likes the, you know, I'm going to get my shots. I want to, you know, I, I want to be able to, to, to do things on the offensive end. But you got to work and you got to be connected. And, and we saw it that night in, in the garden versus the volunteers and turned out Tennessee had a heck of a season. And I think at that point you, you thought, okay, he's gotten these guys to buy in really early here. Uh, because they went to Providence and and it wasn't great, but they 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 turned right around about a week later and he had their attention and maybe the the, the short or the close loss to Providence was one of the best things that could have happened. But you know, and and you asked about Mark too. He he's always operated. I mean, you you could almost even call him negative because he's always operated out of fear. 
he's never like pleased with things necessarily. He may not show it outwardly, but even during the final four run several years ago, I mean, I, I, you just kind of hear him talk or I, I talk to him and he's just like, I just don't know how we can stop these guys. And you look <laughs> up and he's given up, he's given up like 45 points and the other team shooting like 30%. And then he'd come away going, we, do you realize how many points we gave up in the paint tonight? And I'm just thinking, man, you, you, you tapped them out, you know, but so that's just kind of how he is. And it's uh, kind of fascinating to watch, but he, he does not take himself too seriously though. No, I, I see your point. And that's, what's been fun about kind of riding the, being on this journey with him. Yeah, and, and to play against Duke, talking to Chris Level, I mean, Chris, I I know you kind of understand how great opportunity it is um, being in the media and having this front row view at what could be, you know, the last game of, a, of the ultimate legend. And so it adds another layer to this thing. It's enough pressure to try to beat Duke. It's another thing to try to beat them uh, with this fabled head coach, who is going out, and you have some players desperately wanting to win for him. Do you feel like Mark and the Tech players have done a pretty good job of like not even really trying to know anything about that? Or I mean, it's, it's impossible not to know. I'm just not, I'm sort of curious, like how much of that is out there in the talk and in the media and and ever in the build up to this game. How is that? Is that a, is that seem like a pretty huge deal to you out there covering this thing? Yeah, you know, Matt. There's a couple of things. One, I think you know you played Duke in the Garden during that Final Four championship game season, so Mark has known you know Coach K for for a long time. I think the other fascinating thing is about three weeks ago, we all know Mike Shashevsky has this. I think it's called Basketball and Beyond podcast. Well, who is his guest right before the end of the season? <laughs> but he has Mark Adams on there for ten to twelve minutes. And at the time, I mean, they're, they're, they're talking to each other about their teams and X's and O's, and, 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 and Mark Adams is asking as many questions back to, to, to Shevsky as, as vice versa. And I thought whenever this thing started to, to kind of hone in and this was going to be the matchup, I thought, well, that is really fascinating. I mean, Mark even talked about it because I get a, a thank you card from, from Coach K about four or five days ago uh, before we'd advanced and all that, thanking me for being on the podcast. But – Yes, you, you have to have your head in the sand on either team to not understand what's at stake. I think um, I, th- that may be working from a pressure standpoint in favor of Duke or against them. You know, I think that they're, 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 I think they felt that pressure going against North Carolina uh, in, in, in Mike's uh, last you know home game and all that. I think that they there's a lot of you know made for TV event that day and and. North Carolina didn't really cooperate. And so they're, they're certainly feeling some, and it's a really young team. That's what, you know, everybody talks about, well, that's maybe one of your advantages is, is your age and maturity. I mean, for Texas tech, well, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. And, and is, is Duke's immaturity going to work against them? I don't know, but that's certainly something to, to monitor because I think while the pressure may be, or, or, or you're trying to do it for your coach that can work for or against them. And I, I will, I'm, I'm curious to see how the red Raiders will respond uh, to that as well, because there's a sense of urgency here. I mean, there, there's no doubt what kind of stage you're on, but fortunately that they, they, a lot of these kids were on the stage, you know, three or four years ago, you know, and, and they understand what, the, what that's about too. What do you think uh, Chris level joining us, the Matt Mosley show, the radio analyst for the Texas tech red Raiders. What do you think of that chase center? How's that? Uh, how's that? Uh, the atmosphere there, and, and what is it? Uh, 
what is it what does it look like does it does it uh have the appearance of uh of a pretty nice venue for uh, a sweet 16 1.4 billion dollars does not go as far as i thought it would i would just say that <laughs> it, it, it's it's unbelievable but and, and you, you you've been to at&t stadium in arlington a million times well i looked that cost up it's like 1.3 billion this thing costs 1.4 and obviously you're you're on the water here and all that stuff but i i, I don't know what i was expecting it's unbelievably nice inside but is it is it that much nicer than the american airlines center in dallas i, I, I don't know but it's uh, steph curry just walked by me on the court a second ago, so I thought that was uh, pretty interesting, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but the home of the Warriors and all those things. But I, I do think that this thing will be absolutely packed uh, tonight. I think there's the ticket prices are very high. A lot of that has to do with Mike Krzyzewski, and then the Gonzaga fan base, I think, has traveled well. And I think the Red Raider fan base has traveled well. So I don't know how many Arkansas fans will be in the house, but this is the only region left with all chalk. I mean, one, two, three, and four are all here. So there's no underdogs here. There's no fun, plucky story. These are all, you know, the top of this region. So it should be some really good basketball tonight. Well, yeah. I, although tech is a fun story, I mean, it, it's uh, the the mat, you know, the the way they put this thing together. But you're right. They have some. Uh, I don't know if we'd call them a blue blood, but they have enough uh, uh, pedigree having done this. And speaking of Steph Curry, I was reading that uh, Bryson Williams, uh, O'Banner. And uh, Marco Santos Silva got to meet with him the other day. That, that's got to be uh, a huge thrill, especially for a couple of those guys that have aspirations to play in the NBA. Uh, my only fear, Chris, would be if they start taking like 28 or 30 footers uh, tonight. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> not not going to happen, or they'll be sitting next to, to Mark Adams. I can assure you of that. And that's not, not, not going to happen. But, yeah, I was just wondering a lot if maybe we could the old Red Raiders could borrow him for a few trips up and down the floor tonight. If you hit one of those scoring droughts, he can certainly get you out of that. But, um, yeah, it's uh, they, they did get to meet, you know, I think with him after after one of their practices. I think it was yesterday. He's injured and not with the Warriors right now or on a road trip. But it has to be a thrill for those guys to get to be around one of the greatest shooters ever. So we're thinking that uh, – the uh, Texas Tech fandom did make the trip out to San Francisco. I don't know what the Tech alums are like on the West Coast. I'm sure there are some out there. But uh, the Texas Tech fans have become a big story this season because of uh, the Beard game. And then quite honestly, just kind of uh, it's become a great uh, home, home court advantage. What do you think the, uh, the Tech fandom will be like? Yeah, they'll have at least a couple of thousand here. I mean, I know that they've they've sold all of their tickets that were allotted to them. I mean, I've seen a, a tons of tech people around the hotel uh, earlier today. I mean, so people are flying in today, and you know, hopefully they get to stay around a while. But you no, know, this is they, they were uh, they were a motivated fan base, if you will. Felt you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Felt a bit slighted by by the coaching change uh, back in April, and so yeah, they've kind of latched onto this thing, and then it's that they're they're going to continue to ride it, and so I. I hate it that they weren't able to play in the San Antonio region because that would have been a that would have been a home game uh, if if that if, if these games that we're talking about right here tonight were in San Antonio, uh, but uh, that wasn't the draw that you got and uh, you got to make the most of it out of here. But if you do end up in New Orleans, I would think that the, the Tech fan base would certainly travel. But yeah, it's been fun to see see the fans show up home and away uh, all year long. By the way, your old friend Matt Wells has resurfaced. <laughs> in Norman, Oklahoma. Yep. Did you happen to see that today? I, uh, I've known about that for about a month, 
uh, Matt oh. and I are pretty good friends. Uh, it's been in the works for a while. I would say that it hasn't been done until earlier this week, but he, uh, he lives a couple streets over from me and, and I wish him well. I, I think that he, he wanted to stay close to his family as he kind of tries to figure out his next step. Um, he's going to go be an analyst. He had some opportunities, I think, uh, right there with uh, the staff there in Waco as well. But uh, it just, I guess it worked out best with uh, Coach Venables. And, 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 and Matt, Matt was great to me. I'll root for the guy wherever he ends up. He's a quality person. It just didn't exactly work in, in, in Lubbock. But, yeah, he's going to be on that staff for, I guess, what it's just going to be, he hopes, maybe six to seven months. And then when the coaching cycle starts to, to move next uh, early November or late November, whatever, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad you were uh, you stayed in touch with him. You know, he his sister was a Baylor girl, and he married yeah. a Baylor girl. And uh, Jen and I were friends at Baylor. I, I was uh, I hate to hear that they almost we almost had him back on campus, but you never know. Maybe one of these days <laughs> we'll we'll get him back. But uh, Chris, good luck to the Red Raiders tonight. Y'all have a good broadcast. I had a good laugh. Y'all were kind of concerned about uh, my old radio co-host, uh, Tim Callishaw, at the Big 12 tournament. I think a ball came over there. Maybe a player did. And, and I think you or your uh, uh, or the play-by-play man said something like, is Callishaw okay over there? And uh, so we had a good time with that. Yeah, we almost got uh, Callishaw and I almost got trucked there in the Big 12 tournament. It was, uh, it was the ball and a player. We're about to come over the table right there, but we survived it. And he, he, he was okay. I was okay. The TV monitor was okay. But, yeah, we uh, all, all good, man. He was, he was good, fun to sit next to. Yeah, that was about the quickest we've seen him move in many years. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, well, y'all, y'all have fun, and I appreciate you doing this. Hey, you bet. You bet, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. You guys uh, be good. Okay, we'll do it. Chris Level from San Fran, uh, where Texas Tech and Duke are getting ready to get it on later this evening.